Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. Now, this episode features the mystery short story, Killer Clue, written by Guy Bellaranti. It's read by local actor Patty Myers. Killer Clue was originally published by Orchard Press Mysteries in December of 2002. Now, if you'd like to help support this podcast, listen for details in the closing of this episode on how to become a patron and get some fun rewards. Chief Inspector Watson and Sergeant Holmes grilled Simon Sullivan's three sons about their father's murder, then left the wooded estate and headed back to Albert's Green Lantern Pub for a bit of ale and review. You uh, want the back room? The scraggly beard owner asked. That way... You can talk over your investigation without anyone overhearing. Very kind of you, Albert, Watson said. He chewed at a corner of his grey moustache, then fastened his deep-set brown eyes on Holmes. Sergeant, you get the drinks, I'll hold the room. Yes, sir, Holmes said to Watson's large, retreating backside. Damn! His first big case since transferring to Medley Vale, and already Watson had him buying... You are gonna make an arrest soon? Albert asked as he served up the pints. Can't say, Holmes replied. Was it one of the sons? Can't say, Holmes repeated. Bet it was. Course, it could also have been Herb Morton or his wife Althea. They put up with being old Sullivan's gardener, chauffeur, cook and maid for more years than any sane folk could ever be expected to. I can't say, Holmes said once more. He threw a couple of bills on the bar, scooped up the two gold mugs, and headed to the back room where Watson waited impatiently. You didn't tell him anything, did you, Holmes? Excuse me, sir? Albert, you didn't discuss the case with him. Oh, no, sir, he... Well, he wanted to, of course, but, well, (laughs) I wasn't having any. Watson smiled. Good. Wouldn't do to tip our hand on who we think is guilty. No, sir. Holmes watched as Watson drained half his mug. Uh, who do we suspect anyway, sir? I I mean, I know we spent the past hour with the three sons, but can we be sure one of them did it? Can we be sure we're not overlooking something? Uh, Maybe uh, jumping too fast to conclusions? The chief inspector set down his mug, glared across the table. I never jumped to anything, Holmes. You ought to know that. Holmes' round face reddened, and he tried to choose his words more carefully. Yes, sir. I I, I didn't mean it to, to sound the way it did. I was just... Well, I was just wondering. Well, um... Spit it out, Holmes. Yes, sir. Uh, I was just wondering why you, uh, uh, we, were so certain it had to be either Mark, Wesley, or Edward who clubbed Simon Sullivan with that fireplace poker. Who else? I don't know. Maybe an outsider, a tramp, a, a drug addict looking for money. Someone did smash in that study window, after all. That's a put-up job. If the killer had ended that way... He would have crushed some of those glass splinters into the carpet. But no one did. The glass lay all on top. Forensics backs me up on that. Holmes frowned. Damn. Old Watson was right. He drank a minute. So, 
Which son do you favour as the killer, sir? Guess that depends on how we interpret the vital clue, wouldn't you say? Vital clue? Oh, you mean that piece of notepaper? It's not just a piece of notepaper. It's Sullivan's dying scrawl. The old guy was hit three times with that poker, and from three different angles. Yet, he still lived long enough to crawl across the floor to his desk. The blood trail confirms this. Sullivan got to the desk, grabbed that felt-tip pen we found clutched in his right hand, scribbled on the paper, then collapsed to the floor, the paper falling beside him. Holmes nodded. Yes, sir, he said. But he thought otherwise. Thought the idea of a dying message more like well, something out of a far-fetched golden age detective novel. But he didn't dare voice such thoughts to Watson, but had it the old boy loved golden age detective novels and dying clues. Uh, I suppose, Holmes continued, you think we ought to bring in Wesley for more intense questioning. Is that right, sir? Wesley? Watson stared. Why would you think that? Well, because, because Mr. Sullivan, well, he, he was obviously writing a W. Was he? Watson shook his head. I'm surprised you're accepting things at face value, Holmes. Oh, but, but I'm not, sir. I, I just thought it, it, it sure looked like a W, that's all. Of course it did. But what if the papers turned around? Turned around? Sergeant Holmes straightened his lanky frame in his chair. But that, that'd mean it, it, it could have been an M that Sullivan printed, not, not a W. The heavy-jawed inspector nodded, drank deeply from his mug, and nodded again. Exactly. Uh, are you saying you suspect Mark Sullivan, sir? Maybe. Maybe not. He was first on the scene, could have lost patience waiting for one of his brothers to discover the body, and decided to do so himself. But when he returned to the study and saw the pen in his father's hand, and what the old man had scribbled, his first thought would have been to destroy the paper. But then he might just have seen how he could turn it to his own advantage. By turning it around so it would point at his brother. Wesley? Sergeant Holmes blinked behind his glasses. Sir, you, you could be onto something. If Wesley goes down for the murder, Mark's cut of the inheritance increases. He'll get half the old man's estate, not just a third. Holmes drained the rest of his pint and shoved back his chair. Where are you going? Why, why back to the house, sir. We'd better pick up Mark Sullivan right away and give him the third degree. Ooh, not so fast. But, but, what if it's not an M or a W? Not an M or a W, but, but I thought you said... I was just theorizing, Holmes. Now, here's another theory. What if you turn the paper only a quarter ways round? Then what do we get? Not an M or a W, but an E, Sergeant Holmes cried. For Edward. Damn, I think I need another pint. Get me a second, too. Yes, sir. Holmes gathered up the two mugs. Clomped back out to the bar, caught the pub owner's eye. 
Two more, Albert. Figured out who done in old man Sullivan yet? Albert asked, sliding the drinks over. Holmes frowned. I'm still not at liberty to discuss that. Ah, no, I suppose not. Of course, you don't have to discuss it. Maybe you could just drop a friendly little hint. Can't, Albert. How about if I swear I'll never let anything pass my lips till you say? Nope. Holmes shook his head. Albert's not talking was as likely as Watson paying for either of his two ales. I know, Albert said suddenly. He leaned forward and winked one of his big blue eyes. What if I make a guess? You don't have to say anything. Just nod or shake your head. And no, Albert, Holmes snapped. You have to wait like the rest of Medley Vale. He threw a couple more bills on the bar, hefted a drink in each hand, and returned to the back room. Good, Watson said, taking his glass and beginning to drink before the sergeant even had a chance to sit down. Uh, we, we were discussing whether it might have been Edward, sir, Holmes said after a little imbibing of his own. So we were. Watson set down his mug, wiped his moustache with a napkin and sighed. Of course, that scribble of Sullivan's may not be an E either. No, uh, I mean, yes, sir. Just who did the chief inspector suspect anyway? Or was he just totally lost and didn't want to show it? Watson placed the tips of the fingers of his two hands together, and a dreamy look crept into his dark eyes. Who has the strongest motive, Holmes? Uh, they all do. Well, I mean, all three sons, I mean. How about the opportunity? Holmes shrugged. Well, again, all three. All were in the house, each in his own room reading. Watson scowled. You don't actually mean you believe that claptrap, do you? Holmes flushed. Well, they said... Of course, that's what they said, but do you really think three big-spending, good-looking young studs would hole up on a Saturday night and do nothing more than read? Three big-spending, good-looking young studs known for driving fast cars and picking up women. Uh, I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> You're too nice a fella, Holmes. Too trusting. A great quality, I'm sure, but if you want to be a top copper... You gotta question everything. Yes, sir. That's better. Now then, it seems to me the reason Mark, Edward, and Wesley were home wasn't because they wanted to be, but because they had to be. Had to be? Yeah. Remember what the hired help told us? You mean Herb and Althea Morton, sir? As I recall, they, they didn't see or hear anything living in that uh, cottage back of the big house. I can see why. Well, they didn't see anything, but they did say Simon Sullivan was furious with his three sons' continued lack of initiative. So furious, in fact, that he finally cut off their allowances. Ah, so, so they didn't have any money to go out with. I, I, is that what you're saying, sir? Yeah, and also that they needed to do something about it. Something? The way Watson spoke, the words sent a chill down Holmes' spine. Yeah, like maybe murder. But which one? Mark? Edward Wesley? Think of that scrawl on that piece of notepaper again, Holmes. Picture it in your mind. 
and then turn it again. Turn it where, sir? So, so it's a W and M? No. One more quarter turn. E? No, the other way. Other way? Yeah. So it looks like a backward E. How an E would look like in a mirror? Holmes shook his head. Then it's not any letter at all, sir. In fact, well, then it looks, it looks more like a three. Watson bobbed his head. Exactly. Exactly what, sir? Three doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit any... How many sons are there, Watson interrupted? Huh? Wesley, Edward, Mark, use your noggin, Holmes. How many is that? Well, three, but... And Simon Sullivan was struck three times with that poker. Is that correct? Yes, but from three different angles. Well, still... Holmes trailed off and stared. Are you saying that each one of them... Three different angles, three suns, yes, Holmes. I'm saying each son wielded that poker once. They planned it out that way, so one couldn't rat on the other. So each would be equally culpable. Holmes blinked. <laughs> Not only because of the crazy logic in Watson's theory, wielded, culpable, had Watson been taking night school vocabulary lessons on the sly or something? You aren't convinced? Well, sir, Holmes left yet another sentence unfinished as Watson beamed at him. Good, Holmes. Excellent. You're improving. You're no longer taking everything at face value. You're digging in your mind, questioning facts, just like I told you to. Watson gulped the rest of his ale and rose with a grunt. Of course, this time these musings of mine... Oh, and they're the goods, Holmes. The three sons did it together. But at least you're firing up your brain a little, putting those grey cells of yours to good use for once. Now, come along, and we'll put the screws to those three wastrels. We'll get them in separate rooms, sweat each a bit, and then get them to turn on one another. And indeed, they did. Edward broke first. It, it was all Mark and Wesley's idea. He said, wringing his hands, that they're both bigger than I am, and, and they made me go along with everything. And from Wesley. I'm the youngest. No one's ever listened to me. Edward and Mark, they, they didn't give me a choice. They, they hauled me into father's study and, oh, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> and finally, Mark. I've always been in the middle. Age, size, everything. Anyway, I really didn't want to stop them. But Wesley's bigger and stronger. And Edward has this terrifying ability to, to make you do things you don't want to do. He hit me and to join them, I swear it. Looks like you hit the nail on the head, sir, Sergeant Holmes told his superior when they were alone in Watson's office. Watson grunted, but it was a smug grunt. There is one thing I'm still not certain about, though, Holmes added. That dying scrawl of Simon Sullivan's, I'm not convinced he was writing a three. Nor am I, Holmes, said Watson. He grinned. But all that matters is that it put us on the right track, got us thinking about all three being in it together. Holmes stared. Had he heard right? Had Watson said us? Was he being included by the old boy as a co-solver of the case? Yes, continued Watson. 
We'll probably never know what the old guy was trying to write, but that's okay. We got the son's confession. We closed down what could have been a very messy case. He threw open his office door, switched off the room's light. Now, what do you say we go out and get some supper? Fish and chips and a couple of points? We've earned it, Sergeant. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Sergeant Holmes dashed down the hall for his coat, then hurried after. He'd probably end up buying for both, but then again, maybe not. After all, Chief Inspector Watson was full of surprises. This reading of Killer Clue was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. You can learn more about the author on his website, GuyBellaranti.com. If you'd like to help us to be able to continue to bring you more mystery fun, check out our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Kings River Life. Even a dollar a month can make a difference. We also have some cool merchandise available on Redbubble. Check the show notes for the link and for the links to our websites. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter for bonus content. And if you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it. This helps make us easier for others to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.